This is History Potpourri, a podcast devoted to an assortment of historical topics by world history students. Welcome to an episode of History Potpourri. Today's episode is about Leonardo da Vinci. He was a scientist, painter, sculptor, architect, and more during the Italian Renaissance. He made impressive discoveries on human anatomy, engineering, and mathematics. As a man with a bit of a temper, he only finished about 20 artworks in his life, but he still had a great impact. All in all, he was one of the most influential people in history. Starting with context, as I said earlier, he was an Italian Renaissance artist. The Italian Renaissance was a boom of new art, literature, and culture within a period of discovery and enlightenment between the 14th and 17th centuries. In general, this was a period of experimentation and discovery. Many scientists tried to solve questions about the natural world that had never been answered before. Some notable examples include Galileo, who created the first telescope, Copernicus, who formulated the heliocentric model of the universe, which states that the Earth revolves around the sun, and of course, Leonardo da Vinci. Many artists also became famous during the Renaissance, including Michelangelo, Botticelli, Raphael, Brunelleschi, and Leonardo da Vinci again. It's clear here that he was an incredibly influential figure, even back in his time. Leonardo was born in 1452 in the small town of Anchiano, Italy. When Leonardo was young, he was fascinated by nature and animals. He lived in a town with many mountains, trees, rivers, and lots of wildlife, so this fascination is not surprising. His strong love for nature helped him as an artist as well, since he was able to use things from nature and replicate them in his art. His entire creative life was based on the idea that he first had to understand nature in order to recreate it. So he studied birds to create angel wings, plants to create things in the sceneries of his paintings, etc. This ties in with one of his main philosophies, Saper Vedere, which translates to knowing how to see. Another thing that helped him develop his art from a young age was his apprentice with the famous artist Andrea del Verrocchio. He started when he was 15, and that's when he learned how to paint and sculpt. In 1482, Leonardo moved to Milan, where he worked on military engineering services for Duke Ludovico Sforza. His job was flexible enough to let him study human optics and anatomy in his free time. He also completed six paintings here, most notable one being The Last Supper, one of his most famous paintings. Even though he completed six, he was actually commissioned for nine paintings. They have either disappeared or they were never done. That is a common thing Leonardo did. He would start many paintings but get bored really easily and just move on to something new. In 1499, Milan was occupied by the French and they captured the Duke. Because of this, Leonardo moved to Florence. He didn't stay long though because in 1502, he went to work with Cesare Borgia, the son of Pope Alexander VI, where he worked as senior military architect and engineer. While he was working for Cesare Borgia, he actually spent much of his time working on maps. He drew extremely precise aerial views of cities and towns and used a special color wash to add relief to his images, aka making them look more realistic. They were way more detailed than any other maps of his time and they're now seen as the precursors to modern typography. Another interesting thing he did was he actually wrote his notes in his notebook backwards, meaning you would need a mirror to see it properly. We don't know exactly why he did this, but most people think it could have been either because he was left-handed and he didn't want to smudge the page, or it could have been some sort of encryption to make sure he hid his work. In 1503, Leonardo da Vinci moved back to Florence to receive a job at the Florentine government for its headquarters in the Palazzo della Signoria. It was during this time that he completed the most famous painting in the world, the Mona Lisa. Here, he depicts a mysterious woman who seems to be almost transitioning into a smile. He does this by implementing a technique he created called sfumato, where he softly blurs the lines, especially around her lips, to create a sense of movement or transition. This technique is what makes the Mona Lisa so fascinating to look at. 
This second Florentine period was also a time of scientific study for Leonardo. He did many dissections to broaden his knowledge on the function and structure of the human organism. He studied the flight of birds and explored the properties of water. By 1506, Leonardo da Vinci had become such an influential figure of this time that the King of France and the Florentine government actually had a diplomatic battle over his services. The French king ended up winning and Leonardo went back to Milan because at that time, Milan was technically a part of France during this period because the French had invaded Milan a few years earlier. As a part of the job, he devised courtly entertainments and designed sculptures and buildings. He didn't create much art during this time period, but his scientific exploration was flourishing. He outlined a plan to portray the detailed human body and its organs. In 1513, political events forced Leonardo to move once again, but this time to Rome. He kept a low profile despite his environment being full of art and culture given that he was in Rome. He quietly worked on his studio in mathematics, technical studies, or exploring the city. In 1516, when he was 65, he moved to France to work at the royal palace near Amboise. He didn't paint as much in France, rather he continued to refine his scientific studies. Eventually, his health began to deteriorate and he died in 1519. In conclusion, Leonardo da Vinci was an incredibly influential person. His range of creative activities show his immense intellect and vast imagination. He realized how little mankind really knew about the world around him, and he wanted to explore things that simply hadn't been explored. This was the true strength of his genius. The sources I used were a Britannica article over Leonardo da Vinci, the History.com article over the Italian Renaissance, and a video in the series of The Great Artist published by Ambrose Video. Thank you so much for listening to History Potpourri. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to tune in next time. Bye.